Hello, I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check, and I'm with John Scott, the anchor of Fox Report Weekends for a special extra edition of Talking TV. Talking TV is made possible by Making the Media, a podcast from Avid exploring the forces that shape the media, news, and entertainment business. The latest episode tackles the subjects of diversity and inclusion within the TV industry. Host Craig Wilson talks with Deborah Williams, Executive Director of the Creative Diversity Network in the UK. Making the Media is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and other podcast platforms. Welcome, John. Thank you, Michael. Good to be here. Well, you are celebrating 25 years at a network which is also celebrating itself 25 years this week. So congratulations on your long tenure with Fox News. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's been quite a ride. I bet it has. And let's let's talk a little bit about that experience. Um, first, I, I don't imagine there are many of you still in that 25 year club, are there? Or are you working with many people? There are, there, there are behind the scenes a lot of people who have been there since day one in the hundreds. Um, as far as on air people, there are a handful of us. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Cavuto obviously was there on day one. Um, Lauren Green was there on day one. Um, uh, Eric Sean was there on day one. I was. I think that might be just about it as far as on-air people. So, I mean, you've undoubtedly seen a lot of changes in that quarter century at the network. How different different of an experience is it for you working at the Fox News of, of today, as opposed, as opposed to back in 96? Well, we have gotten so much better at what we do. And, you know, I think that's reflected in the, uh, in the viewership. Um, in the beginning, you know, the network was put together very quickly, I think six months from concept to air. And so in the beginning, uh, it was a little rough. We didn't have a lot of resources. We didn't have a lot of people with a lot of experience. And it was, you know, the growing pains were obvious those first few months, but uh, uh, we found our footing and, and, you know, by about our fifth year on the air, we were, we were number one and we haven't looked back since then. Are things, uh, do they feel different working under Lachlan Murdoch than when you were working under his father? Uh, It doesn't, it doesn't feel different to me. I don't have, you know, daily contact with him, but um, it feels like, pretty much the same old Fox. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, nothing on in my show or in my world has really changed as, as a result of, you know, the sort of handing over of the reins, but it feels very much the same. You've undoubtedly had many memorable experiences uh, from your years of coverage there, but one that stood out certainly uh, in, in your bio is September 11th that you were on air uh, on the desk covering uh, at that time, the planes crashed into the tower. So I wonder how, what are your recollections now of that experience and what it was like to be live that day? Well, you know, so much of it is seared into my memory and um, it was an awful day, probably the, the worst any of us had ever seen. Um, 
the first plane hit the tower, you know, the initial reports we were getting was that uh, it was a light plane, a small plane. And as soon as you saw the smoking hole in the tower, you, you knew that wasn't correct, but we were also told it was probably an accident. And um, I was on the air with a guy who is a former National Transportation Safety Board investigator when, and he was telling me all of the reasons that this was probably an accident, that pilots get overloaded, that they get blinded by the sun, that they punch the wrong uh, coordinates into their computers. And then the second plane hit. And that's when I knew it was a deliberate attack and I said so. And I mentioned the name of Osama bin Laden a few seconds after the second plane hit. And then I realized it was probably too soon, too early to be speculating about who might've been responsible. But it was, um, it was just an agonizing day. I think I kept my composure. I'm a pretty easygoing guy anyway. And I, I kept my composure throughout because I knew that if I got hysterical or upset, it wasn't gonna help anybody understand what was going on. And so I tried to keep my cool and I think I did a good job of that. That's, that's the best I can say, but it, it is something that I will never forget. It's um, you know a, a moment uh, in my career and, and I suppose probably the most important moment in terms of what I was covering. How did that impact your career going forward in the way you approached your job? Well, I don't know that it um, impacted it a, a great deal, except that, you know, I guess I think about what I was going to be talking about that day. Um, somebody had written a book on the death penalty, and I was going to interview that author. Um, there was a musician who was releasing a new album or, you know, making a comeback tour. I was going to be speaking to him. You know, from then on, the kinds of stories we were doing for the next year, at least, were all about, you know, what happened on 9-11 on, you know, at Ground Zero, the, the, um, the search for bin Laden. I mean, the tone of the stories we were doing um, took, a, took a, a very sharp turn immediately. And, you know, all of a sudden, America didn't feel like a safe place anymore. We hadn't been attacked on our shores really ever before. I mean, there were a couple of minor incidents in World War II, but that was it. We'd, we'd always been an island of safety, of, you know, a continent of safety. And all of a sudden we had been attacked and it really changed a lot of people's feelings, I think. And it changed the way we covered the, the, the stories that were out there. Well, let's talk about Fox News itself. Um, you know, 25 years is quite a milestone and there is no doubt about it that Fox crushes its competition in the ratings. I mean, the average primetime audience is almost 2.4 million viewers finishes first in the 25 to 54 demos. And as I read, um, 79 straight quarters as the most watched network in cable news. So what do you put the success down to? Are the opinion hosts wholly the engine that, that's powering this thing? No, I don't think so. Um, I think we cover stories in a way that the other networks don't, you know? Um, I spent some time at uh, NBC and, and I think that, you know, I'm originally from Denver. I'm kind of from the middle of the country and a lot of our anchors and, and uh, hosts are 
uh, I think at the other networks, you you get this sort of East Coast mindset that 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 says that the only thing important happening in the world is happening in New York City or Washington D.C. Um, and we got away from that. We you know do a lot more stories about you know people in the heartland, and and we, we do stories in a way that I think reflects. Um, the values of the heartland, you know, the, the so-called flyover country was very much ignored, I think, by all of the networks prior to the arrival of Fox. And that's one of the reasons, maybe the biggest reason that I think uh, we've been so successful over the years. Well, there is a dramatic disjuncture between the network's news operation and the opinion shows. And I wonder, as somebody on the news side, and for those of us curious about how that culture works internally, I mean, how, how, what is your relationship, both your personal relationship with folks on the opinion side, but also the way that the network functions in terms of its permeability or lack thereof? Well, there, there are two separate worlds. And, you know, I don't um, watch Tucker Carlson to see how I should report the news. You know, I, I watch him. I think he's very smart and interesting. I don't always agree with him. Um, but, you know, th there is no um, edict that says we have to cover the news, you know, according to the way Tucker or Sean or Laura or anybody sees it. Um, we, we try to play it very straight. And that's that's what I've done for 25 years. You know, I try to be very um, neutral and I try to ask questions that I think are simple and short and thought provoking and, and let the guest, you know, let the guest answer and let the, let the, let the best idea win. You know, and we are so polarized in this country right now and it saddens me, but I think that people get so, attached to one political philosophy or one idea that, you know, they, they can't possibly, <clears throat> pardon me, they, they can't possibly consider, you know, that, that another way might be better or another answer could be employed. And, and that's what I would like to see happen, you know, as a result of, of the kind of coverage that I do. I don't particularly, you know, get too political, I don't think, in my coverage. And I have to apologize for the massive calamity of, of construction noise going on outside. But but on the subject of polarization, I mean, many, many people would say that the Foxes, the CNNs, the MSNBCs are the echo chambers of that kind of polarization, that, that, that it fosters that polarization, particularly in primetime news where you really can't go into cable without finding ideology, whichever way you turn. Um, I mean, so, so, you know, what do you say to that, is that you're organization is is one of the, the prime causes of that polarization? I, I disagree. Um, I think that Fox gave voice to people who, you know, didn't see in, in the news um, that they were watching. They didn't see their own opinions covered. And I think, you know, Fox has, has you know, given a voice to those people and, and showed them that they're not necessarily alone. You know, there was a statistic. Uh, I was giving a speech once fairly early in our tenure. I'm going to say maybe eight or 10 years in. Uh, I, we had already reached number one at that point, but um, I took a look at the statistics. And I don't know if this is true today, but at the time, 
Fox had the most balanced audience of any of the three big cable networks in terms of political opinions. We were about 20% you know, viewership who considered themselves liberal or Democrat. We were about um, 40%, I think, um, Republican or conservative. And then the other 40% or so fell somewhere in the middle. And it was, it, the numbers were way more balanced than they were at the other two networks. So, you know, the, the notion that Fox is a conservative network is not entirely true. I mean, the viewership um, doesn't, doesn't skew as far right as a lot of people think. No, I mean, according to Pew, uh, the, there, there are more rightward, uh, the, the more rightward Americans lean to the more rightward networks from Fox, Breitbart, Bart, uh, et cetera. Um, but also, I mean, to, to look at some, some fairly recent numbers from Pew, four in 10 Americans say they trust Fox News. Nearly the same number say that they distrust it. Republicans trust it more than any other outlet. Democrats distrust it more than any other outlet. What do you, as an anchor, take away from, from those numbers? Well, I, I don't. Um, I don't get particularly upset about them. I mean, I think that I think that we do a very good job of you know covering the news honestly and fairly. Um, you know, we were we were the network who reported George W. Bush's drunk driving conviction right before uh, he was up for um, was it his reelection? I think it was. I think it was up for election in uh, 2000, uh, in 2000. So, you know, uh, some conservatives hated us for that, uh, said, oh, you're trying to torpedo a Republican president. We don't play favorites in that way when it comes to, um, you know, political parties. We report what we know and we broke that story. Um, he was still elected anyway, obviously, but a lot of people really didn't like Fox back then. A lot of you know conservatives or Republicans really didn't like Fox back then because they thought we were quote unquote traitors. But we don't, at least on the news side, we do not um, adhere to some political um, mandate or philosophy. We just report the news. And I think we do a good job of that. I think some of our reporters are, are absolutely stellar at, you know, just showing you what's going on out there. And, and, you know, the motto we've sort of gotten away from is we report, you decide, but um, I think we do a good job of that. Well, when you see a Fox host though, uh, sowing doubts about the COVID vaccine or uh, fueling the lie that the presidential election was stolen or undermining or mischaracterizing the, the seriousness of the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. And, and perhaps even if they're an opinion host making these assertions, how do you, as someone on the news side, respond to that, both you know, personally or perhaps you know, with them behind the scenes and, and also you know, from to, out to your broader audience? Well, um, you know, it's a tough question. I don't I don't have a lot of interaction with our opinion opinion hosts, especially you know during the, the time of COVID, because you know many of them are are uh, not in the building, and and I don't bump into them on a daily basis like like I used to pre-COVID. Um, I just think that, well, those 
are those things are uh, you know some of those instances you cite are 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 stories that you know I have tried to treat fairly and and honestly in my own reporting and you know if there are opinion opinion hosts who are you know stoking those fires um well some of them some of them are no longer with fox so um i don't but some of them are still i, I think it's some some of them are yeah. also its biggest stars right now I, I i spoke with a with a reporter at fox last year who had been covering the uh the demonstrations in new york and and he told me at the time uh, he, he would he would go on Hannity's show, for instance, and talk about and, and be reporting from the ground. And he said that he really considered it. Now, this was a, a gay reporter of color, but not too many of those in, in the Fox stable. But but he very much wanted to be there and was very um, very purposeful about about his job there. And uh, and said it was very important for him to be in front of Hannity's audience to show them what was acted. This wasn't descending into a riot; rather, it was a a demonstration for him. He felt very actively like he needed to 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 have a presence, not just on the regular news programs where he appeared frequently, but then when he could in the opinion shows to show to show what was actually happening there on the ground. So, I mean, that was one example of somebody there who was that that was his effort to to kind of create some balance in the in the prime time. Mm -hmm. I think we all owe it to the viewers to be honest and, you know, upfront about what's going on. Now, you know, the opinion shows are a different animal. Um, obviously they have strong opinions and, you know, they give voice to them. Uh, on the news side, I try and stay away from that. I, I try, you know, I, I don't give my opinion uh, typically in, in newscasts, you know, it's just, it's one of the things I learned in journalism school. My opinion doesn't matter. I, I try to ask questions that will, you know, bring out answers. Um, but I try not to, to throw my opinions around. I don't, you know, confront our opinion hosts with whom I disagree either. I mean, it's their show. And, and um, again, their opinions might not be my own and, and they're entitled to their opinions. So we in this country, we're voracious consumers of media, but we are not the most media literate. And, and for those who, piggybacking on what you said, uh, for those who don't have the strongest media literacy and conflate news and opinion in whatever part of, whether it's CNN or it's MSNBC or it's Fox, who, who don't draw those threads out, who don't, who don't really get the distinction between opinion and, and news and where those lines converge or don't. Um, what is our obligation to them? What do we do? Or do we owe them any obligation to draw clearer lines or to, to make those, to, to those distinctions? I think we do. I mean, I, I often try to play devil's advocate with a guest who is particularly opinionated about something. And, and I say, well, what about this? You know, why not do it this way? Um, I mean, it is, I, I agree with you that we are not the most um, media savvy people. Um, and maybe it's because our country is so big and, you know, we don't have um, you know, a lot of other smaller countries right around our borders, uh, you know, that we have to uh, get along with and, and integrate with. But, you know, I, I think it's incumbent upon all of us in journalism to try to tell both sides of the story or all sides of a story as, as best we can. You know, but it's also true that, um, 
you know, a, a lot of lies or a lot of um, perceptions, I guess, go unchallenged, I think, at, at, you know, some of the other networks, you know, this whatever story is on the front page of the New York Times or the Washington Post above, you know, the fold, that's what's going to lead nightly news or, you know, the nightly newscasts um, on the big three networks that night. Uh, there is a lot of groupthink in, in journalism. And I think that, that Fox has helped people get away from that. I want to ask you about safety uh, just briefly. That, that's also an issue. A lot of journalists um, from all kinds of networks and, and, and outlets have been in the crosshairs, uh, both you know, getting threats personally uh, via email or getting them when they're, they're on the scene. Some, some media outlets are disguising who they actually work for when they go out in the field because they worry about safety. Have you seen in your own trajectory of your career there, have you seen that problem or have you experienced any problems related to safety that, you know, personally? Not personally. I mean, there have been, you know, a couple of, you know, I've had a couple of people who have had words with me on the street, but um, I don't know, maybe I'm six feet and 200 pounds. And I suppose a lot of people, you know, don't want to take me on. If they've ever had anybody confront me because of a, a story I've done or a position you know, that, that they thought I had taken. I just don't get worried about it. So John, let me just ask you lastly, 25 years uh, behind you now at the network, what, what, what do you want to see Fox kind of as it moves forward? What are your hopes for the organization? Where do you want to see it evolve? You know, it's, <laughs> there, there are people who get paid a lot more than I do who are responsible for running the network. And I don't, um, I don't get too involved in that kind of thing, but, you know, I just hope that our success doesn't go to our head and that we, you know, continue to cover the kinds of stories we've been covering and, and not to forget, you know, that this American experience is, um, is unique and, and very, uh, very young and very fragile and, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about the polarization that's out there right now. I'm also concerned about world affairs. I think China is getting incredibly uh, aggressive. And I fear that within the next, you know, five years, we're going to see some, um, you know, we're going to see an attack on Taiwan or, uh, you know, something worse than that. And I hope it doesn't take something like that to bring us all back to where we were on 9-12 of 01, where all of a sudden we remembered we're all Americans, you know, and uh, um, that's what I, you know, want to see. uh, I want to see us continue to cover the kinds of stories that have made us number one and not to rest on our laurels about being number one. Okay, well, John Scott, congratulations to you and 25 years at Fox News celebrating itself 25 years this week. Thank you. Michael, thank you. Cheers. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Talking TV is edited by Alyssa Wesley. The music is by Andrew Melinda. And it's produced and hosted by me, Michael Depp. Talking TV is a production of TV News Check.